Hi, welcome to Dr. Colbert's Divine Health Podcast. I'm Mary Colbert. And hi, I'm Don Colbert. And today we are going to be talking about something that unfortunately it's also rampant, 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 rampant. High blood pressure. We call it the silent killer because you never know what's going on. You don't feel any symptoms, but then all of a sudden you can have a heart attack, you can have a stroke, or you can have heart failure or kidney failure or all of these other issues. And it starts with simply a silent killer called high blood pressure. It affects nearly half of all adults, Mary, according to the CDC. Okay, let's start with a real practical advice. If you do not know what your blood pressure is, number one, get it checked. Amen. You need to find out. Everyone should know this number. You should know what your blood pressure is. And I'm not a big fan of the at-home stuff. It's okay, but it can really be skewed. And I know people who go to the doctor's office and get it, and they get that white coat, whatever, because they get stressed seeing a doctor and being in a doctor's office. So it can kind of skew your blood pressure. But you can go to places like Walmart and Sam's. Walgreens or CVS. And you can go in those places where you put your arm in the machine and there's no doctor and you just relax and you do it. But more importantly, let's start there. You need to know what your blood pressure is, period. Exactly. Mary, so many people come to my office and we check their blood pressure. All of a sudden, it's high. It's 150 over 90 and they're freaking out. They've just rushed to the office, been in terrible traffic and they're huffing and puffing and just stressed out. It's so important not to be at stress. And so for those patients, we say, oh, we'll just wait to another appointment. Usually we check it again. It comes back 120 over 80. We say, don't worry. Okay. Number two, a normal blood pressure for people, a good number is anything below the the high number. One should be be less than 120. 120. Okay. For example, a week ago, I went to the dentist. A crown came off. And the first thing they did, they checked my blood pressure. And the nurse said, oh my gosh, your blood pressure is low. I said, what is it? Well, it's 115 over 72. I said, no, that's normal. She says, we never see patients this low. You're kidding. No. And I said, no, that's how it should be. See, normal blood pressure should be systolic less than 120 and diastolic less than 80. 80. 80. 80. So so if you have a 79, a 78 is good? You're good. You're good. Okay. All right, that's all I wanted to now, make very close. Male and female? Male and female, yeah. Same. That's why we see about wow. 50% okay. with hypertension in this country. Mary, it's a epidemic, and it is a silent killer. That's why we're seeing so many heart attacks, so many strokes, so much kidney failure, so oh, much people, kidney disease. Oh, people, this is like the most important it's critical. we've ever done. It's critical. Wow. Because it's so easy to fix. I fix it all the time. But so many people are going to their doctor and getting meds. But you do you realize only one in four adults with high blood pressure have their high blood pressure under control by, with meds? Only one in four. Because the doctor is only medicating them, doing nothing to help them with their lowering their salt intake, doing nothing to help them lose their weight, doing nothing to help them with activity, exercise, which helps to lower the blood pressure, and also avoiding the key foods that raise your blood pressure, which... Anything high in salt, like pizza, cheese, loaded with salt, frozen dinners, loaded with salt, teriyaki sauce, soy sauce, loaded with salt, 
all those salty processed foods loaded with salt, but see, raising your blood pressure. Right, but what's happening is people's adrenals are exhausted. Oh, yeah, stress. And they crave salt. Exactly, stress constricts your blood. Let me explain it this way. This okay. is the easiest way to explain high blood pressure. When I explain this to my patients, they say, oh, I get it. Just picture a garden hose. Mm -hmm. And when you put that garden hose, when you turn it on, and you uh, just, you know, the hose, the water will come out, normal flow. Now, let's put one of those constrictor nozzles on it or a high-pressure hose like a pressure cleaning. And all of a sudden, that stream of water that came out, you know, just, you know, with, without any pressure, all of a sudden you have tremendous pressure. When you constrict the arteries or constrict the hose, all of a sudden the pressure goes up, see? So you can do it by constricting the arteries or constricting the hose or putting a nozzle on that hose that constricts it, increases the pressure coming out, right? right. Same thing with our arteries. When you constrict your arteries with stress or with anxiety or with depression or with uh, just, you know, any kind of worry, excessive worry. It you're, crimping, your, you're crimping your hose. Or trauma. <laughs> you may have trauma. I had a patient okay. yesterday. His pressure yeah. came in. It was 160 over 100. Young oh, guy, 40. No. And I said, what is, what is eating you? Well, it came to find out he had six lawsuits he was fighting. And he was in oh, major stress. Lord. So we broke the trauma, and literally his pressure came down to 120 over 80. Wow. And so, but again, a stress, trauma, anxiety, worry, all of that will constrict your arteries, just like a hose. The other way that makes the pressure go up is if I increase the water, you know, turn the water up on the hose, all of a sudden a gush of water will come out. Well, that's similar to what happens when you eat a lot of salt. When you eat a lot of salt, you expand your blood volume and you increase the blood pressure. Now, when you when you do both, when you increase your salt and increase your stress, you are in trouble. And that's what most people are doing. Just wow. picture the hose. So you see the picture now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. almost exactly what's going on in the body, body. But what other things are playing is the kidneys, how the kidneys are being affected, the renin-angiotensin system. And that's why a lot of blood pressure works on the renin-angiotensin system of the kidneys, which helps to dilate the arteries. Other blood pressure meds work by slowing the heart rate down as beta blockers. Other blood pressure work, meds work by diuretics, uh, increasing excretion of salt and, uh, in the So in that's the why kidney problems start developing, because the pressure going through the it's kidneys too high. is damaging. It's too high, exactly. Oh. Just picture someone yeah, hitting yeah, yeah. those kidney nephrons oh like someone gosh. punching you in the face or punching you in the chest. Eventually, your kidneys are taking that pounding 60 times a minute, 70 times a minute with high blood pressure. So eventually those nephrons don't work and people get kidney failure. I cannot tell you how many patients I've seen with kidney failure and the root cause is high blood pressure. The wow. two key causes of kidney failure all the time, high blood sugar and high blood pressure. When I get those down, it's amazing how saves the kid it kidneys. saves their kidneys. Now, if they've had it for decades, sometimes we can't save them. Mm -hmm. So people have to understand these are silent killers. We have to know what our levels are, and we have to monitor them, and we have to get to the root. And one of the best ways to lower blood pressure, I'll tell people, if patients is drink water. That's mm -hmm. what I drink all day long. I got my water right here. Mm -hmm. Now, I love to put lemon in it. I love to put, a, an, uh, you know, there's all kinds of good waters. There's alkaline water. There's Fiji water. There's Avion water. I like these different uh, plastics that don't have as much plasticizers in them that come in the water like Fiji's good. Mm -hmm. So, again, water is really important for blood pressure. Controlling stress is important. And also, probably the most important thing, 
is losing weight. <laughs> I can't. I know there people, but it's losing weight and exercising. They go hand in hand, yeah. and we put them on an anti-inflammatory diet, and we start decreasing their cortisol and adrenaline that constrict their blood vessels. Where that's where our hemp oil comes in. It helps to. It helps with stress, worry, anxiety, which helps many people relax, and it in turn relaxes their blood vessels and the pressure many times. Now again. This is not used for high blood pressure, not a medicine. It just relaxes the body and turns down the stress response, but sometimes it'll turn it off. And by helping people relax, it'll relax Our the Our hemp oil does that. Absolutely, it does. Yeah. But yeah. water's great. Foods are great. Olive oil. Olive oil is amazing at lowering blood pressure, the right kind of olive oil that's high phenolic. And the that's high, important. The high polyphenols actually help with lowering blood pressure. Also, not regular olive oil. Right. Yeah. Also, what's really important is olive leaf extract. Olive leaf extract has a phytonutrient in it called oleopean. And that's a supplement in the health food store. Yeah, you can get a health food store. 500 milligrams twice a day generally helps to lower blood pressure, where it also is good for certain viral and bacterial infections. But olive leaf is amazing at helping blood pressure. Beet extract is amazing at lowering blood pressure by increasing nitric oxide. Now, beets are real high in sugar. So you have to be careful with beets, but there's a beet extract like Neo, N-E-O-40, you chew one twice a day, and it really helps drop a lot of patients' blood pressures. So as well as celery seed, we have a supplement that contains olive leaf and celery seed that helps lower blood pressure too. It supports healthy blood pressure. And with the Neo-40 and with water and an anti-inflammatory diet like our keto Mediterranean type diet with lots of olive oil and fish oil and uh, avocado oil, macadamia nut oil, almond oil, you know, nuts and seeds and green leafy veggies and magnesium. Oh, my goodness. Magnesium is amazing for helping people uh, lower their blood pressure because mag- so many Americans don't take in enough magnesium and it helps to relax the blood vessels. Well, it just so happens nuts are full of magnesium. You don't have to get magnesium. Now, again, it may be beneficial to take about 400 milligrams of magnesium or eat a handful of nuts once or twice a day and they're chucked full of magnesium. So these little simple things we do uh, will help lower pressure, but be careful not to get salted nuts. Remember salt, just like uh, you turn up the spigot on your hose, you increase your pressure. When you eat too much salt, you can raise your pressure. Now, let me explain what the keto diet does. This is amazing what it does. Uh, Over the years, I have found that so many people drop their blood pressure, and it works mainly by a diuretic effect. When your body goes into nutritional ketosis, all of a sudden your body, your insulin levels lower, uh, you you start excreting salt, your body goes into a natural diuretic effect. So you get rid of about four pounds of fluid right, right away and the blood pressure drops. It is amazing how that drops. And then it continues usually to drop, and I just have people push water. Now, some people need a little extra salt when they do keto because, uh, again, it's amazing when they're in ketosis, nutritional ketosis, how the blood pressure drops. And it helps so many people lose that belly fat. And as the belly fat comes down, the blood pressure comes down. And you can expedite that weight loss with exercise like recumbent bike, elliptical machine, walking or, you know, swimming or pool exercise. The best way is just walking briskly 20, 30 minutes a day, five days a week. And what you do is literally you start burning that belly fat off. And as the belly fat, let me tell you what belly fat does. Belly fat 
is a metabolic factory. You think that belly fat is just inactive? No, it is a metabolic factory producing all of these inflammatory mediators like tumor necrosis factor alpha, interleukins, as well as it, it contains a C-reactive protein. These inflammatory mediators constrict your blood pressure or your blood vessels and raise your blood pressure. So the more belly fat you have, the more inflammation you have, and the more your arteries constrict. Also, if you're pre-diabetic or diabetic, the high insulin levels cause you to retain more fluid, just like that water hose. You're turning up the spigot, and so you're having more fluid volume in your blood vessels, which are raising your blood pressure. But when we put you on a keto diet, the insulin levels drop amazingly. I measure fasting insulin levels. They drop to less than five. And when your insulin levels go less than five, you enter a diuretic effect in your body where you literally excrete all of that fluid. And generally speaking, the pressure drops. And so just getting in nutritional ketosis is amazing. But going back to the belly fat, when you have belly fat, you are going to constrict your arteries. It's just a natural fact due to due to elevated C-reactive protein in your body. Just so happens, I measure every patient's HSCRP to see how much inflammation they have. 95% of the time, people with lots of belly fat have high C-reactive proteins. When, and that's now, what is a C-reactive? C-reactive protein is an inflammatory protein that's associated with heart disease and high blood pressure. This is a blood test. It's a blood test. And when you have that high, you are constricting your arteries. You are signing up for high blood pressure. Doctors rarely check it. But when I burn that belly fat off my patients, generally speaking, with a healthy keto diet, without all the butter, cheese, cream, coconut oil, fried foods, and fatty meats, forget the bacon and sausage, or you can use turkey bacon, then all of a sudden that C-reactive protein, I see it drop, 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 drop. I see the pressure come down, 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 and we use... Again, the anti-inflammatory foods, the healing oils, and the water, and the exercise, and the fiber that keeps them full. And it's amazing how the pressure drops. Now, you say, does this happen to everyone? To most people, now, some people, they cheat, and they go out, and they eat a lot of, and you know. They and they lie. Yeah. They and they lie. So for them, it may not work, but for the majority, it does. And then we add these natural blood pressure-lowering nutrients like magnesium, like the celery seed and the olive leaf and the beet extract called Neo 40. And it's amazing how many, not all, but many, their blood pressure starts to drop. Now, we don't tell people to come off their blood pressure meds immediately, but as their pressure, as their weight comes down, generally speaking, as the belly fat goes down, the blood pressure comes down. As the blood pressure comes down, I slowly, with many, if not most of my patients, I'm able to wean them down on the medicine, sometimes wean them off. If they've had high blood pressure for decades, sometimes they have to stay on a blood pressure medicine. That's okay. It'll protect you from a heart attack, a stroke, or kidney disease. So do not stop your blood pressure med. But let's get the body healthy. Let's exercise the body. Let's get rid of that C-reactive protein. Let's get rid of that high insulin levels that's constricting the arteries. And let's get you into a state of peace. When you are stressed, when you are anxious, when you are depressed, when you are traumatized, so many people have PTSD that's literally unrelenting stress that constricts your arteries. You are constricting your arteries, and just like the nozzle on that hose, you're increasing your pressure. It is amazing. i got to tell you a story because I do a lot of PTSD treatment in patients. Mm-hmm. And I remember back 20 years ago, I had a patient that came in. He was on three different, no, it's three or four different blood pressure meds. And his pressure was still really high. It's like mm-hmm. 160 over 110, and I freaked oh, wow. out. 
And I, I did trauma therapy on him. He was a pastor. Mm -hmm. And he said, someone came in, this uh, associate pastor came in and stole his, his church from him, out from under him. And he was so angry at that man who did that. And he was just full of bitterness and offense. Well, we literally took him through a, a program we called uh, psychokinesiology, that's trauma resolution therapy. And he released that offense, gave it to the Lord. And all of a sudden, his pressure dropped from around 160 over 110 down to 120 over 80. He was wow. absolutely wow. set free because he was constricting his arteries mm -hmm. with that trauma, with that bitterness and unforgiveness mm -hmm. and anger. When anger is turned inward, guess what happens? It raises your blood pressure. And I'll tell you about a patient who came in who was a builder. He literally exploded on everyone all the time and eventually had a major heart attack. But he had the site. He was a hot reactor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And high blood pressure is a silent killer. When you are exploding on others or even especially when you're exploding on the inside with anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, you are constricting those arteries. You're raising your blood pressure. You're creating belly fat, chronic stress. You're creating elevated C-reactive protein, which is constricting your arteries. You're creating insulin resistance, which is constricting your arteries. And you are a setup for a heart attack, a stroke, brain problems, dementia, as well as kidney disease. And it's, I see this every day. And it's so simple to fix. Not, but I'm not against high blood pressure meds. That'll save your life. It'll save your kidneys. So don't mm -hmm. stop your meds, but let's get you on a healthy diet. Lots of water. Now, tea's good, and green tea's good, too, and chocolate is good. There's a lot of great things I talk about in my book, The Bible Cure for High Blood Pressure. Yeah, and you can get this book in our website, or you can get it at any bookstore or on, at Amazon. It's called The Bible Cure for High Blood Pressure full, full of good, solid information and supplements you can take. And we have a website, drcolbert.com, and you can go to divinehealth.com, some of the supplements he's recommending you can get on our website, but not all. A lot of them you have to go to the health food store and get, so we recommend all the way across the board. Don, yesterday when I was sitting waiting for you at the restaurant to come, there was a, two couples sitting across from us, and I just happened to overhear them because they're close enough that I could hear the conversation. And I was listening to one lady as she was sitting there and she was eating. She was expressing to the others, I have got to lose 30 pounds. And I looked at her and I thought, at least, you know, <laughs> minimum 30. But anyway, I mean, that did go through my head. So I, I just listening to her talk and she goes, I, you know, I just want to know, you know, I've seen this uh, keto pill on Dr. Oz. And <laughs> what do you think about that? Well, that you think that would work or how that works? And the lady goes, I don't know. That's not what you want to do. That that's not going to help you lose. I've got to do something, she said. And um, she goes, you know, I hardly eat. I hardly eat anything and I can hardly lose. I cannot lose weight for nothing. And, you know, you see what I eat. I don't hardly. Her friend, oh, yeah, you, you don't eat much at all. And I'm sitting here and I'm listening to the conversation. <laughs> it's funny. People lie to themselves. This is a problem. Don't lie to yourself. Stop lying to yourself. That is really important. And I just, the reason why I'm saying this, I listened to her. And so she started, said, for example, yesterday I got up in the morning. And I had my bowl of cereal, and I thought... <laughs> garbage. 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 There you go. Your the, carbs are... Garbage in the form of carbs I thought, garbage. man, that had to be right there, her cereal and her milk Just and all spiked that. her blood sugar, program her for weight Yeah, yeah, I was sitting there listening. I thought, oh, man. So 
I listened to her talk about having her cereal first thing in the morning. And then, you know, about two o'clock, I, you know, I hadn't had anything to eat. My husband was hungry, so I fixed him a sandwich. And I only ate half of his sandwich, um, <laughs> you know, that I made for him because he wasn't that hungry. It was only half. And then she's about three o'clock. I noticed, man, I really haven't eaten much. So I was hungry. So I went and fixed me something to eat. Now, you have to remember, I'm sitting here at dinner and it's at six o'clock, <laughs> which was three hours later. Right. She had a big thing of spaghetti in front of her. And while we were waiting for this, her, she's sitting there eating her spaghetti. We are at an Italian restaurant. They brought her her dessert, which was peaches and uh, a cobbler. <laughs> Peach and cobbler. she was sitting there and she was like, oh, isn't this good? And I was just thinking to myself, you know, how do people just lie to themselves? I right. thought, well, they don't calorie, know. Mary, they're ignorant. No, no, no. They're yes, ignorant. Don, I don't believe that. They're ignorant. I'm no, telling you. I don't believe they're ignorant. I think people lie to themselves all day long and they got to quit. You tell a lie enough, you'll believe it to be truth. And that's the big thing. People have got to quit lying to themselves. Not lying to others, lying to themselves. Well, did this and lady not explain to her, her friend? No, nobody says nothing. I'm sitting across the room going, I'm getting Did you not get give your two cents? Well, I'm surprised I, you I, didn't you know, give your two cents. It took the Holy Ghost to keep me in my seat. But, and I thought, no, Lord, I know, I know, I know. But he gave it to me as an example. The thing is this, Don. If people would count their calories, I thought, this lady's probably taking in 3,000 calories a day. And I thought, honey, the most you should ever be taking in is 2,000 for a woman. The most calories you should be taking in is 2,000. And to lose weight, only 1,600, 1,500, 1,600. And if you really want to stay consistent losing weight till you want to get to your goal, a, a thousand. thousand. That's true. Now that's not starving. Right. You'll just be intermittent smart. fasting, two it, meals a day. Doing, right. You'll be doing smart choices, and you will begin to be. And I'm telling you, just that one simple thing. And for men, they need to go to what two thousand, and they'll lose weight. Twenty four hundred. Twenty four hundred. A man will lose weight because the average calories for a man should be about four thousand. Well, the average is around 3,000. 3,000? So we put them on 2,000 to 2,400, they lose weight. And the men will lose about two pounds a week. It's real simple, especially if they do the keto, the healthy keto program. Just on your phone, you can keep a calculation of how much calories. What are you putting in? Count your calories. Count your calories. But really important is the carbs, it's the sugars, it's the starches. So we need to explain this. That is true. But if you count, if a woman's doing just 1,000 calories, period. Forget the carb pot. She's doing just that. She is going to lose weight. She will. But let me explain what's happening. And this is where so many people blow it. When this lady was eating cereal in the morning, cereal, this is carbs. What's happening is literally her fuel supply is carbohydrates that run out after three to four hours, and then it unleashes. You have high insulin levels that literally when you eat carbs or sugars or starches, it spikes your insulin, which after three to four hours, your sugar drops, which then unleashes a ravenous appetite, and you crave more sugars, carbs, and starches. You're on the, you're on the carb-sugar roller coaster. So every three to four hours, you're having to reach for sugars, carbs, and starches, which spikes your insulin. And when your insulin is spiked, it tells your body to store fat. That's why when we get the insulin down, here's what happens when we follow a 
healthy keto diet. Mm -hmm. It brings down your sugar and your insulin. It puts your body in a diuretic state where you start losing water and lowering your blood pressure. But the key thing, you start burning fat as fuel. You make a shift from burning sugar, carbs, and starches as fuel to burning fat as fuel. And that keeps you full for hours. And you only need two meals a day. When you eat two meals a day, healthy foods, and because the, the fat st uh, stay, you stay satisfied for about eight hours or longer after you have high fats. And you say, what is high fats? We talk about that in my Keto Zone book and my new Beyond Keto book coming out. But again, what that happens, you literally turn into a fat burner. And the first fat people usually burn is the belly fat. And that's what the majority of America needs exactly. to Exactly. There's yeah. apple-shaped obesity and pear shape. It's the apple obesity, the belly fat, that is constricting your blood vessels, that is raising your C-reactive protein, that is raising your blood pressure and raising your insulin levels and creating inflammatory diseases in your body. It's that simple. And doctors are prescribing all these meds. No one gets to the root, so their weight keeps going up, their pressure goes up. So we just add another two or three blood pressure meds, and all of a sudden people feel like zombies. They're exhausted. They have no energy to exercise because the side effects of all these blood pressure meds, it drops your pressure and makes you tired. And for you men, ED. It causes ED. When you drop pressure in the penis, you get ED. <laughs> okay. Wow. So they come in with ED, and they're frustrated, and, and they say, well, treat my ED. Well, I said, well, that's from your, that's a side effect of your three blood pressure meds. I say, why don't we just burn the belly fat off and correct the ED and put you on a few key things like the Neo 40 that boosts nitric oxide? You know, I'm just praying for America because we're in a crisis. We really are in a crisis, and I'm just praying that the Spirit of God will... <laughs> we'll overcome the use, spirit of stupid. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and use this podcast to Amen. millions. I pray but, millions but Mary, this podcast. A lot of people are taking meds that raise their blood pressure. For example, you women, birth control pills will many times raise your blood pressure. Decongestants like Sudafed raise the blood pressure. I just had a patient that came in. She was on... Sudafed, because she had all this sinus congestion and it raised her pressure sky high, went off of it, pressure dropped. Cortisone raises your blood pressure. Steroids, testosterone, real high testosterone levels will raise your blood pressure. So that's why I optimize it. I don't get the testosterone level too high. Street drugs, cocaine, amphetamines will raise your blood pressure, as well as too much coffee. Too much coffee will raise the blood pressure in some people. Not everyone, just, again, moderation is the key, uh, as well as sleep apnea. A major thing I see in so many people is following the obesity epidemic. As people gain weight, get more obese, they usually eventually develop sleep apnea. Now, here's what happens when you have sleep apnea. When you have sleep apnea, your soft palate is sagging and blocking your uh, respiratory passages, and then what happens in order to get blood flow to the brain, your arteries constrict to get blood flow to the brain because the brain without oxygen, those brain cells will die and you'll develop memory loss and eventually dementia. So a lot of doctors miss sleep apnea, but a major cause of high blood pressure is sleep apnea. Men, if your neck circumference is 17 inches or greater, you probably have sleep apnea. The older you get, the higher risk you have of sleep apnea. If you, many women with skinny necks uh, in their 70s have sleep apnea. If you're, if you're a woman and your neck circumference is 16 inches or greater, you probably have sleep apnea. Remember, the more obese you get, the older you get, uh, 
the more higher your risk becomes of having sleep apnea. When you have sleep apnea, you have high blood pressure generally, and you also can develop atrial fibrillation and memory loss. And there's a whole host of other problems that go with sleep apnea. So make sure you're checked for sleep apnea if you have high blood pressure, because I see this all the time. When we lose the weight, many times the sleep apnea reverses and the pressure drops. It's amazing how easy that is. But other things that raise the blood pressure are kidney disease. And again, I see a lot of kidney disease, especially occurs in those people with long-term high blood pressure. That's why it's critical to get it down before you have chronic kidney disease and need dialysis, because then it's too late. Then you'll need a kidney transplant. Another is stress. Stress, anxiety, depression, trauma. When you have this, the same stress response meant to save your life by enabling you to fight or flee will destroy your life and destroy your blood pressure and raise your uh, blood pressure by just think of the hose constricting when you're stressed, when you're traumatized, when you're depressed, anxious, worried, you have long-term constriction of that water hose and your pressure stays up and it doesn't come down. And then all of a sudden you're on more and more blood pressure medicines, you're getting more fatigued, more side effects, and then they're treating, they're using other meds to treat other side effects, creating a vicious cycle of side effects. So again, realize it's many times stress at the root. And then there's alcohol. Alcohol can raise blood pressure. Too many people now are using alcohol as their stress reliever. It's causing more belly fat. It's causing more constriction, more C-reactive protein, constricts the blood vessels, raises the insulin, and causes more worsened high blood pressure. So it's a vicious cycle. Smoking does it, but thank goodness smoking has decreased dramatically in the U.S., so that's not as much of a problem now. And then so many nutritional factors, low potassium, low magnesium. We see that commonly in people with high blood pressure, especially low magnesium. So that's why either start eating nuts, which is high in magnesium, or take a magnesium supplement, about 200 milligrams twice a day. It helps tremendously. That's awesome, Don. Your, your book, The High Blood Pressure, is the Bible Cure for High Blood Pressure is a great book for people to get a hold of. Oh, go oh, to, I got to tell you one thing, okay. too, that's amazing. Right. I, I, I just did this yesterday. I thought we were winding oh, up. Oh, Mary, I got to tell you a study, and I've been doing this for years. There's a simple chiropractic adjustment to C1 called the Atlas Adjustment. It lowers, a study has shown that it lowers systolic blood pressure by an average of 14 points. 14 millimeters of mercury a systolic and an average of 8 millimeters of mercury diastolic blood pressure. So again, uh, a simple chiropractic adjustment will many times lower the blood pressure dramatically. I just did this in the office yesterday, and I do it with my, I have a special laser that helps me do that alignment. And, and it's yes, real simple. Dr. Colbert is a medical doctor, but he does do adjustments. He went through chiropractic training. Or, or a all good kinds. chiropractor can do it too. Yeah, yes. I know. But that's but a I'm simple sure people little caveat. Hear that and they think, oh, I didn't know he was a chiropractor. I'm not a chiropractor, no. <laughs> but I had to learn this because yeah. it's so powerful at lowering. Right blood pressure. Exactly. So go to our website, drcolbert.com, divinehealth.com. This book is there. The supplements are there. Oh, and, and also one other quick thing, hibiscus okay. tea. You ah, can get this at the health food store. Uh, according to studies, this hibiscus tea helps to lower blood pressure. And because it has a diuretic effect and a vasodilator effect. Oh. And so a lot of people love the taste of hibiscus tea. You drink it two, a couple of times a day, and it many times drops the blood pressure amazingly well. 
Good. I, I know I know you're going to have to listen to this podcast a couple of times to get all the information that he has shared. But uh, like I said, it's more is in the book. And the other thing is a merry heart does good like a medicine. When you get those laugh, belly laugh, laughter, laugh. I'm telling you, the more you laugh, the lower your pressure goes. Just like pain increases blood pressure, belly laughter lowers blood pressure. Laugh, watch funny movies, get those 10 belly laughs a day, and watch your blood pressure drop. And remember, a merry heart does good like a medicine, but I tell people it's much better because there's no side effects. You're not going to get diarrhea, you're not going to get a rash, and you're not going to get belly fat laughing. You'll actually burn the belly fat off with laughter, and you'll relax those blood vessels, and your pressure will eventually drop. You know, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That was why he came. That So you need to enjoy your life. And if you're one of those that said, well, Mary, I, don't, I can't find anything to be happy about. Just listen to our podcast a couple of times <laughs> and laugh. So, and take some notes. Take some notes. It's real simple. God bless. God bless you. I hope you walk in divine health. That's our prayer for all of you. Amen. And until next time, we'll see you next time. Yep. Blessings. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.